Welcome to another episode of Training and Assessment Professional Development. I'm your host, Donna Moulds, and I'm really happy to be here with you today. What we're going to, what I'm going to discuss with you today is professional development for you. Look, we're in December and this is a time where you have an opportunity to plan for next year. Now, I know sometimes people go, oh my God, we're not even out of 2020, but now you want to talk about planning 2021. Well, as a trainer, this is actually vital. Um, Now, if you run your own training, if you work as part of an organization, if you are a contract trainer, no matter what you are, December, and especially um, if you're doing accredited training, really shuts down over Christmas time, which some people get really frustrated about that if it reduces your income and all of those types of things. But, you know, at the end of the day, guys, we know this is going to happen every year. So you should have the ability to plan for that. But this time always used to be a particularly good time to plan, to reorganize and get things ready so that you can really kick off early in 2021. And that means that your planning is done, all the scheduling is done, you've got training materials updated, you've got all of your things in line ready to start the new year. So that's why it's really important now to start thinking about that. I mean, I before the 1st of January, I would always have the full calendar year planned out. We would have all of our policies and procedures updated. We would have our validation done. Um, we would be getting ready to implement any new standards and, you know, in particular, the standards for registered training organizations 2015 version 2.2 was updated in 2019 you know have you had time to really understand the changes and what that means for your training or your organization now whether you're doing accredited or non-accredited training these um, examples that I'm going to run over with you now um, are valid you know, so what I want you to think about is from you as a trainer yourself, or if you're a manager, think about doing this with each individual trainer. And I've got some ideas of what um, would benefit you most and what would benefit your trainers. So doing a personal SWOT analysis, you know, over a year and sometimes, you know, in shorter periods than that, our um, skills start to increase, but we also can identify where skills need to be further developed, right? So do a personal SWOT analysis for each trainer for yourself and identify what the skills gaps are. Identify where there's some downfalls. Now, anyone who says, I don't have any skills gap, I'm sorry, but I call bullshit on that. We all have skills gaps. We all have areas where there's been changes and we're not quite up to speed or where we've become complacent in our skill set and therefore we need a refresher. We can think, I personally can think I'm a great communicator. There is always room for me to become a better communicator, but also think about the cohorts that you're working with. Because, you know, if you're working with government departments all the way um, 
down to just private enterprise and then you could be working with long-term unemployed, you could be working with people who have come out of homelessness or incarceration or there could be a really huge variant between the cohorts that you're working with and you have to understand that you communicate differently. I'll give you an example of this. If you're um, dealing with a group of people and you're delivering some basic IT skills, there's language that you're going to use and then there's language that you wouldn't use because it wouldn't make sense, right? So, you know, when I'm, if I'm talking to people about the basics of computers, I'm not going to use computer text, you know, language. I'm going to use the basics of, you know, what what is a computer hard drive? You know, it's a brain of the computer. You know, it's where all the magic happens, where all the work happens. But I'm not going to use the technical terms. I hope that makes sense. Um, then you've got plan what would benefit most, right? So you've got a period of time. What is it that you're going to get the most from? And I'll give you some examples do you need to update your skills around validation and moderation? Because if you're doing accredited training, that's vital. If you're not doing accredited training at all, then you should still be validating that your training materials are, are you know, current, working, um, the, your feedback. And I did a podcast previously about feedback because that tells a story. It gives us a really good indication if we're on track. Okay, continuous improvement. Continuous improvement is key. We don't want to change for the sake of change, but we want to have continuous improvement in what we're doing. And again, go back to your feedback. Go back to how you're feeling about your delivery. I have to excuse my voice. Just coming out the other end of a cold. Communication. You know, how is your communication? Do you find that if everything is flowing within a training program, then your communication is probably on point. But if you have a bit of conflict happening and people are really confused, then maybe you're not communicating very well. Um, that's something for you to ask yourself, right? And go, how am I communicating? Well, no, I could probably communicate that better. And then will you get better results if you're communicating in a more succinct way? Public speaking. So if you have to go and do public speaking, um, how do you feel about that? Are you really nervous about that? Statistics show that people would rather die than speak in public. Um, obviously, if you're a trainer, you, you probably won't feel like that. But could you improve your public speaking? Um, planning and scheduling, planning skills. I mean, if you're not a really good planner, but you know there's benefits of being a good planner, Who's someone who has really good planning skills and ask them how they do it? You know, scheduling. If you're not great at scheduling, you want to find out, you know, you can look, you can use all these online scheduling tools. There's different things that you, your calendar, you know, but there's also Trello and there's other scheduling tools that you can use. But sometimes we're overcomplicating it. You know, if you need to go back to um, a simple diary or electronic calendar format where you've got reminders in there and don't complicate the process but scheduling is really important because that stops you from being stressed 
when you've got a plan, you've allocated specific amount of time for marketing or you've allocated specific amount of time for marking assessments or for coaching clients or for um, cold calling, whatever it is you have to do within your organisation. You know, when you've got that planned out, you have less stress because you know exactly what you're doing, when you're doing it, and you schedule time, downtime, you schedule time to have lunch or you schedule time to just take a breath and catch up on whatever it is that you need to do. So if you are not um, terrific or you're not as confident as you like to be with assessment skills, then, you know, you need to figure out how you can maybe do an online workshop for assessment skills. And also, this is a really good time to go through your emails and get rid of subscriptions that you don't need or subscribe to things that you know are important to you. For example, if you're delivering particular qualifications, go on to training.gov and subscribe to just updates on those qualifications, not the training package, unless you're delivering everything under the training package, which is highly unlikely, um, unless it's training and assessment and you're delivering things under there because there's not as many qualifications as there is in business. Highly unlikely delivering everything in business. So subscribe only to what you're delivering. And that might have changed throughout the year and you haven't updated that. Um, Where there's different bodies that you're part of that you subscribe to, make sure they're up to date. And if there's any that are just not relevant anymore, then unsubscribe from them so they're not coming into your inbox because we can, you know, now's a good time to clean out all of that stuff from your inbox. There's things that will also help you. So when you're doing professional development, there's specific training and you go, that training will assist me. Now, I'm a super, super advocate for NLP training for any trainer. If you haven't heard about NLP, neurolinguistic programming, then I su- suggest that you look it up because NLP can, is, like it is a game changer when you're a trainer. When you're a manager, NLP is a game changer. If you supervise other staff or if you run your own organization, NLP is a game changer because it will change your language. It will change your communication. It will change how you can relate to people, how you can get the most from your team. Like it literally has some skills that are easy to learn, but are so powerful to implement. All right, so that's something to look into. And if you're not sure where to start, just go to our Facebook page, Training and Assessment Professional Development, and send me a message and I can get you some information. There's different programs out there. Um, Also, coaching and mentoring. If you have to coach and mentor people, then, you know, how do you increase those skills? Once again, I'll go back to NLP. That can really help you. If you yourself are feeling stuck or stagnant, then maybe it's time for you to engage a coach because then you can have that accountability. I know myself being um, a business owner for a long time, there's no one there to motivate me other than me, right? I have to be the person to motivate me. I, I as the um 
CEO or manager or whoever I am at the time, I have to then support, coach and mentor other people, right? So for me, I have to have a coach because that coach is going to help propel me to the next level that I want to go to. Also tease out where I need to grow to become better at what I want to do. So maybe it's time for you to engage a coach and this can be short term, long term, but it's what is it that you want to do that you can't do for yourself? You know, it's like when we do a workout, unless you're a personal trainer, in my experience, unless I have a trainer, I don't push myself as hard as a trainer would push me, right? I can push myself pretty hard, but I know that when I want to get to the next level, I've got to do something different. There's a saying that what got you here won't get you there, and which is so true. Do you need mental health training? Mental health training is vital in an organization because we've got, if we're working with a lot of different people, even if, you know, with our students, we have to have um, a little bit of an idea about mental health support, but also other resources that we can refer people to. So that's really important to know. Um, At times I've had students who, and you know, I'm not their counsellor, but I can refer them to places where they can get the professional support and help that they need. Um, So think about, you know, mental health training. And I just want to jump back to coach and mentor. If you're hiring a coach, you've got to make sure that coach aligns with you. So I don't know about you, but when I hired um, an accountant, that accountant had to align with me. When I hired a solicitor starting my business, they had to align and understand the vision and, and what we wanted to do and where we wanted to go so that they could set things up legally the way we needed to do so. So if you are delivering online, um, if you're delivering accredited training, sorry, my apologies, accredited training, then maybe there's some online workshops that you can do over this period of time because the online workshops, if they're accessible at any time, can fit in with your schedule. So you don't want to start doing things that are going to overwhelm, but you want to have a plan where you can really walk into 2021 knowing that you've got everything organized and then you walk in stress-free, start doing what you do well because you've had a plan along the way. So thinking about professional development for you, start with your personal SWOT analysis, identify the skills gaps, and then have a think about what it is you need to do that's going to best support you. And again, you can duplicate that across your organization with the rest of your team individually. I mean, this might be a good time to do performance management plans for everyone to go, what do you want to do in the next 12 months? Where do you see yourself going? So ask some really powerful questions and sit down with your team and get them on the same page as you. What's really important is my team would go through these processes because we all wanted to walk into 2021 with the same plan. And so it's really important to be present in the moment when you're doing things, but also planning out into the future so that you can have the best year possible. 
So if you have any questions, don't forget, go over to our um, Facebook page, Training and Assessment Professional Development. Drop me a message and I can get back to you and help you create a great plan. Cheers for now. Thank you.